0: You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B.
1: Okay, let's talk about some albums. Let's do it. We got your man Macklemore. Yup. Your man Lecrae. Yup.
0: And your girl Rhapsody. Yup. Where would you like to start? Uh, Let's start with Macklemore. Okay. Since he's got the number one album currently and... Does he uh, really? Yeah. And sales-wise and, sales and stream-wise, he's actually killing it.
1: And I, I feel like people are giving it, relatively speaking, some you know some good marks. Maybe not yeah. amazing marks, but it's sort of like a hmm, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, way better than this unruly mess I made. Because, but I think other things uh, convoluted people's review of that, particularly the white the white privilege record. Yeah, that was pretty complicated. Yeah. And it was too too early. It was just a lot with that. Right. A lot with that. A lot with that. So he is not working with Ryan Lewis. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, He essentially said that um, he just wanted to try making something on his own. Um, I did read an article that that did allude to uh, Ryan Lewis being somewhat of a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And Macklemore is a perfectionist as well. So they just kind of clashed with the um, the creative process. Interesting. So he decided to do this album on his own. I feel like that last album really took a lot out of them. Probably. You know, like
1: everything surrounding white privilege and just all that stuff is just... It was probably good for both of them just to sort of do their own thing. And so yeah. for me, like sitting down listening to this, I was sort of fascinated, like, what will Macklemore sound like without Ryan Lewis? Mm. And I had heard the song Glorious, mm-hmm. but I think that might've been all I had heard before this album did you hear any of the the singles
0: uh yeah i think i just heard glorious okay i have you will not be surprised to learn i have track by track notes on this of course you do i have bullet points but i don't have track
1: by that's track that's okay notes. i'm it's been a while since we really went full on track by track i have track by track notes on everything this week um oh god it's okay Let, let's so what i want to first point out is that um you you know i almost might have thought at first okay He's been working exclusively with Ryan Lewis. So I was thinking maybe he'll switch it up and work with a lot of different producers, maybe expand his sound. Uh huh. But everything here is produced by Mclemore and sort of his crew of people go by the name of there's Budo and Tyler Dobbs. And their credits oh. are all over this and they are producing or co-producing every single song on here. So I thought, that was okay. kind of, I, right, I thought that was kind of interesting because there are some songs in here where I'm like, this kind of sounds like a Ryan Lewis beat. The, um, the, this album sounds like a well, right so which is why after listening to it and reading the credits and then when I went back and read a little bit about why they separated part of me was like maybe Macklemore just doesn't want to split the money could be that too because when Ryan Lewis is also co-credited it's not just that they're splitting publishing but like they were co-signed to what you know what I mean like so the first song Ain't Gonna Die Tonight, featuring Eric Nally, the same guy who sung on Downtown, which was the lead single off their last album. Mm-hmm. This is a Mclemore and Ryan Lewis song through and through.
0: I mean, they start off with Mclemore and Ryan Lewis records. The first three records are Mclemore and Ryan Lewis at records. At least the first two. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not mad at this song.
1: This is better than Downtown. Yeah.
0: This is better than... uh, uh What was the name of that? What was the name of that record with... Uh your man is just ever <laughs> dance off. <laughs> dance off yeah um
1: so i mean this song is uh, fine like it yeah. sounds like it's custom made for youtube compilations of sports highlights but oh my god but that's kind of macklemore's wheelhouse yeah absolutely and i'm not mad at this this is actually i mean All things considered, I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, the chorus is a little over the top and it's okay. I mean, the one thing that he does do decently well that I sometimes wish other more rappers would be able to do well is he can rap about and have hooks about like universal like life experiences Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without sometimes sometimes he'll get specific. But, you know, that's always the problem, like for the stereotypical rappers that we grew up on who often rapped about what it was like to struggle or to sell drugs or to live in a bad environment. And then as they made the transition to being successful, oftentimes they ran into a place where it's like, I don't know what to rap about. Mm, right. Macklemore can make songs that aren't just the, like he could easily have made a song about like, he could have song. I mean, you could have almost seen a world where like, because of all the touring they did, like you end up, this happened a lot with uh like rock artists in the 80s where they like be making songs about like what it's like to be on the road yeah like mm-hmm. you you could see him almost going in that direction but no he kind of goes in this other direction and so i'm like i, I was like yeah income kind night i'm like a little over the top but you know what it's a tidy three and a half minutes like i'm cool with this
0: yeah the um the hook is really hokey
1: <laughs> it's re- like this dude is really like, pouring his heart
0: out it's really hokey it sounds like like some pixar stuff yo <laughs> like it just it sounds like you you've got a friend in me. Don't don't throw dirt on Pixar. No no no, Pixar's okay. the goat. But I was say, you know, it's, put, it's puts
1: a, put some respect on that name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no no, it's different when you know it's it's Pixar and I'm watching uh, an animated movie. I won't even say a cartoon. It's different when I'm watching an animated movie and I'm listening to a hip hop album. It's Just different. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. It's it's well produced. The beat is cool. Macklemore is and. At worst, Macklemore is a very serviceable rapper. At worst. Like, he has his own unique style. He does. It's not everybody. That is true. But he does it really well. He doesn't offend me like other Like, you hear other rappers, and you're like, oh, my God, what are you doing? But, you know, as friend of the show D- DJ Hyphen has uh, co-signed at length, Macklemore is a backpacker Yeah, at heart. And you can always hear that even with his three projects. He's never going to not rapity rap no
1: and he has he has a lane he has a lane but what's curious to me is if america in 2017 wants that lane because like a record like glorious which features skylar gray and it's like wow this is really he's really missing ryan lewis right this is right in the and ryan lewis wheelhouse um the hook is okay but to me this is almost interchangeable with that first batch of records that he really blew up on maybe not quite as catchy but like I don't know if America really
0: wants that kind of record in 2017. You know what I mean? That record will records like that will always have space. True. In true in the in the pub in in the public always. True. always. And, and always. in a
1: sense, it's a, it's almost good that like this is the third album, not the second album. If this is the second album, then people look at a record like Glorious and go, much like how they looked at Downtown and go, no, that's not like the last yes. one. But because. Mm-hmm. He had the last album. Now he gets to do a record like Glorious. And even if it's not like the number one song in the country, as long as it does reasonably well, then people will be like, yeah, that worked. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm going to start nitpicking right now because my man really made Broccoli Part 2. He really did. Marmalade featuring it- Little Yachty.
0: There's a couple of Part 2s on this album. Well. Just, spoiler alert. Um, this is just no joke. Him and his people
1: were like, okay, we know what Broccoli sounds like. <laughs> yeah. What if... We did the same thing. I have nothing else to say about this except come on, man. Yeah.
0: I didn't even get through the whole record. You got it. Yeah. I don't even know. What's the point of this? Like what I mean when he does the when he does his yachty impression <laughs> for the second verse, it's just like, bro, like, don't disrespect me. Don't <laughs> disrespect my time. Okay? Like <laughs> I have a I don't have much time to Listen to music and engage it like I used to. So I want to be entertained. I want to be educated. I want to get something out of it. I don't want to be disrespected. This this was like disrespectful. Like don't do that.
1: Then he follows up Marmalade with Willy Wonka, (laughs) featuring Offset. (sighs) First of all, this is basically Offset's song. One. (laughs) Um, the ad libs are fantastic. Yes. I'm. As soon as I heard him do a Willy ad lib, I was in. (laughs) the beat is like 80% of the way there, but it's missing something.
0: It's missing something. Um, They tried to add to it, but I think as it stands, when it starts, I heard it for the first time I heard, I was like, Oh, like this is kind of hard. Right. But as the record progresses, it's like, no, it was doing, it was doing too much and not in a good way. Right. Uh,
1: I've come around on offset now. I, you know, I used to point to Quavo as sort of like, yeah, get this guy a solo record. But honestly, like, I want a Quavo solo. I want an offset solo. And i say it again, even though he's not in, in Migos. Another guy who I want to solo from, I need a Sway Lee solo. I need solos from these guys right now. What are we doing?
0: I think the difference is, is I think all three members of Migos are talented in their own way. Absolutely. I think, I think that their wave, and like, you know, people just kind of sleep on Takeoff. Like, I like Takeoff. Takeoff is like the rapidity rapper of the group. Um... <laughs> Yeah, really? as, as much as as much as Migos has a rapidity rapper, yes, uh Takeoff would be the Rapity Rapper. He's the Rapity rapper of the group. So like the three of them together, they have three distinct voices, distinct styles, and again, none of them offend me. Like they're dope. They have dope records. I'm not gonna listen to to them all day, but they're dope. Um the difference between them and Sway Lee is that Jimmy is obviously nowhere near as focused as Sway Lee is. Yeah, that's a real Shawn Michaels Marty Jannetty uh partnership what? right there. One hundred percent. That's the difference. That's why I'm ready for a Sway Lee record. Well, people are. I won't say I, I'm ready, but people are ready for a Sway Lee record for that reason. I mean, Sway Lee really should call his album "The Heartbreak Kid." He Work yeah. on a lot of levels. Um, Intro should be "Barbershop Window." <laughs> rest, rest in peace, Bobby Heenan. Um, yeah, Bobby Heenan. Man,
1: that hurt. That hurt. This, this, what's, this is what's gonna happen, man. All of our heroes, man, they're all gonna fall. They're it's going.
0: Gonna, yeah, they're on the. Rick Flair almost died. Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan. And I'll just say, greatest manager, greatest commentator. Greatest overall wrestling personality ever. Don't debate me. Mm. Ever. 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 There's nothing, there, everything he did, he did excellently. There's nothing he did not do pretty good. He did everything well. He took bumps well. He cut promos well. His commentary at the Royal Rumble 92 was classic. Classic manager. He taught me about bitterness because he hated Hulkamania for 30 years. (laughs) He spoiled Hulk Hogan being the third man of the NWO when everybody else, nobody thought it was Hogan. He was the first one to say whose side is he on. He was trying to look out for us. Bobby Heenan's the GOAT. And I'm not saying that because he's dead. I said that years ago that he was great. And he is. Anyway, Macklemore. Willy Wonka,
1: it's not perfect but yet it might be one of my favorite songs on here. If that, if you just want, if you want a hint as to how this is about to go, um, (laughs) intentions, uh, it's the song for white people. I'm good. Like I, this song is, does absolutely nothing for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Anything you want to say about intentions? Nope. Nope. going. Uh, good old days with Kesha. This feels like it would be the, like the soundtrack for like some sororities. Like here's my summer with my best friends video. Like, (laughs) Which you know, <laughs> that's fine. Not oh, for me. Uh, yeah, 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 Kesha is actually good on this, as far as Kesha she goes. She is good on this. Uh, Macklemore is—he's Macklemore. Um, I'm okay. Yep, yep, yep. Agreed.
0: Macklemore's out here making making music for YouTube. Which hey, one hundred Good for him. Get them, get them independent. You gotta you gotta find those pockets and you gotta exploit them. Um, this record,
1: Levitate. First of all, I appreciate the uptick in tempo. Um, the hook is all right, but it's it's a break beat, and it's meant to be like. I mean, I love that. This is how you know he's a rapity rap head. He's a backpacker. He 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 really has a. Here's the record for the breakdancers on my album. Yeah, yeah. How'd you feel about levitate?
0: Hey, same. Yeah. Okay. Same. If I don't, if I don't interject, <laughs> you don't have to ask me. I'm good. <laughs> um, Fire Breather is just awful. Let me listen. Fire Breather made me want to go to Chili's and get a two for twenty. <laughs> Fire breather. I saw Guy Fieri in my head as I heard this record. This wants to sound like a hip hop version of a black key song, but uh, RZA
1: already tried that and it didn't work.
0: Don't do that. Bong, bong. Don't say Riza already. He tried did.
1: That. Don't. Anyway, this, um, <laughs> as soon as I heard the guitars, I was like, nope, no, 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 I'm done. This is just corny. It was corny. You know what else is corny? What? He really has a record called how to play the flute. And it really has a flute. Of course he has a flute record. Come on, man. This is, hey guys, you like Portland? Uh, Tell me that's not Portland. Listen, we're going to have the same conversation later.
2: Okay.
0: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I've had the, okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 10 million,
1: I'm a little confused as to what's going on here. This is a gigantic Drake bite with some pseudo Travis Scott vocals, which is not something I'd ever thought I'd, I'd say about Macklemore. Sure it is. Drake, Travis Scott, he just he just bit Portland, but he still rap like I mean, but it was <laughs> oh no, ten million, mm, no good. This is a this is a rough stretch in the album. Yes, it is.
0: Okay, I don't have any notes for this stretch that we're about to get. Yeah, into.
1: over it. Uh, I mean, I get what they're going for here, but no. Yeah. Um, I could say the same about Zara. Zara. I mean, I. I get what he's going for here, but this does not work at all. Czar was like, Hey guys, you like loyalty? <laughs> that's Here's okay. The- no, go God. ahead. I was gonna say, that's okay. Cause corner store is basically, do you guys like chance the rapper?
0: Oh God. Yeah. We're going to we're talk. Yeah. This isn't the last time we talk I about not, chance. The mm,
1: okay. You are the same. We're going to get <laughs> in trouble today. Um, okay. No, like, uh, <laughs> corner store is just, it's a chance the rapper song. Yeah. Why is Macklemore, who has a lane, who starts this album off with, with, his lane. with his lane and then has some bad detours? But like, there's a lot of Macklemore plays the hits on here. And I don't understand. it.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. I, I don't I, I don't get it. I think I think Ma- I think Mac in being a hip hop head like we know we we can delve into Mac's head because of. The Kendrick text: At the end of the day, Lamore has his own lane, but he still wants to be in the cipher with the other A-listers. You have A-list success, but you are not at the table with the Kendricks and the Chances and the Drakes and the Travis Scotts. And I mean, Jesus, Travis Scott at that table? Maybe not. I don't know. But you're not at the t- in the Migos. Like he, you're he, not. He is about to hit another level of fame.
1: Obviously, who Travis? Yeah. Why is that? Cause he's, cause Kylie's having his baby. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, and then oh, yeah. when his next album comes out, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm sure that one will be, cause you could hear it on Birds in Birds in the Trap. Like he he was almost. That's the um, that's the cherry bomb of his career. And what I mean by that is when you when we heard Cherry yeah. Bomb, we talked about we were like Tyler's one album away from really getting it. Yeah, Tra- and Tra- Travis is close. Yeah, Tra- he's very close. I agree with that. I agree with that. So Mac MacLamore wants to be in that conversation. He wants to at least be at the table. I don't even know if he cares about the conversation, um, but I think he wants to be at the table. I think he wants the respect of his peers, of who or who he perceives to be his rap peers. And so it's almost like I can make the. What do I have to do to get your respect? Do I make these types of records?
1: Hmm.
0: I, it's not working for me. I mean, I, I want to give him
1: credit, like Miracle, which is track fourteen. I'm not mad at that song. Um, this Dan Kaplan guy on it is kinda giving me Frank Ocean vibes at times. But this song is squarely in Mclemore's wheelhouse and he does well with it. And I want to, as someone who listens to music, I want to encourage that. Like, he has a lane. Own it. Like, it doesn't mean that everything needs to sound over the top like Ain't Gonna Die Tonight, but like there's ways to be Macklemore and experiment a little bit with other stuff, but still like beat yourself. And there's just a way it was just way too much either eh or my goodness, you're just playing the hits, not your own hits though. Um, yeah. Like church with, you know, featuring experience. I'm like, mm, this is fine. The album's really dragging at this point.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the problem. The problem is, is that Mclemore's lane is to be, actually, this is a spoiler alert. This is a reoccurring theme for all of the projects that we're going to talk about. Like all three of these people have unique lanes that, Can be enjoyed in small doses, and each of the doses were a little too much. Mm. Each one of these albums could have been cut, and they would have been they would have fared a lot better than what they actually are. But I think uh, I think all three of them were trying to do too much. I don't want to like spoil it, but I feel like Macklemore was trying to do too much because it's like I I want a fort, yeah. I want an album. We've got eight records. We've got nine records. What are we gonna do about these other five?
1: Yeah. I don't disagree. So, uh, and then uh, excavate like this. Hook is eh, kind of slow. These last two records, not how I would end uh, end an album. And I'm just like, meh, I'm good. Yeah. I I mean, there's nothing on here that's gonna. There's nothing on here as bad as uh, dance off, which was just <laughs> comically corny. Um, <laughs> but there's stuff on here that are total missteps that just don't need to be here. Like, yeah. I almost thought how to play the flute was a joke. Like no, like really. <laughs> yeah. But and I know that sounds harsh, but like. I don't know, like, I, it'd be interesting to see, like, if he continues to um, to sort of not work with Ryan Lewis, I suspect he'd probably have at least one more album before they try some sort of reunion.
0: It depends on what Ryan does. It could be like, yeah, I decided I wanted to go back to my roots and get Ryan, so we went to Spokane, and we rented out a cabin in Quarter Lane and we finished an album. They could do that. That's a terrible, that's a terrible white person voice. I don't even know what that... <laughs> <laughs> It, you wanted to go full
1: on surfer dude, but you just didn't go there.
0: Shut up, man! I'm hungry. <laughs> I haven't eaten since lunchtime. Relax. Oh no, I've been busy, man. Grinding. Grussell. The Grussell is so real right now. So so real. Two Anything projects? else you want to say about Macklemore? Um, I will say that his project was very. It sounds meticulous. Hmm. Um, another album sounds meticulous. But it's it's sounds like it's overthought. This doesn't sound overthought in that way. It just sounds like we were like, "I'm gonna try this." They tried it, and as you said, it was a misstep. But the album is like very well produced. Hmm. Like it's well produced. Nothing here offends me. It's music that I'm not crazy about, but nothing is bad. Macklemore is Macklemore. He essentially had to fill in the holes, Um, and you know, like. Think Willy Wonka is? I think he's doing Willy Wonka on uh, something tonight. He's doing one of those late night shows. That makes a lot of sense for him. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, get into that space because um, that record, that record will work live. Um, and yeah, like I don't hate it. It's not you know after this unruly mess I made, we were like, whoa, where's Macklemore going? Like something's wrong. And with this album, it seems like the dust is settled. And it's like, all right, well, this is Macklemore. He doesn't he doesn't have to be thrift shop, same love guy anymore. Mm. He has his lane. I think he's always going to have his audience. He's always going to be able to do festivals overseas and in, in the Northwest and in certain markets. And he'll be all right. I think he'll be fine. So I'm not, again, this, this album ain't for me, but it's not trash by any stretch.
1: Okay. So next up, so do you want to talk Rhapsody
0: or Lecrae next? Go ahead. I picked the first one. You
1: pick this one. I said, let's talk Rhapsody. We'll finish with Lecrae. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rhapsody's your girl. You've been, you've been, cha- you've, been cha- you've been, championing Rhapsody for a
0: minute on here. Have I? Well, I have been the more skeptical of the two of us. You have. Okay. I really liked Crown. Crown was really dope. And that was her last project that came out think, at the end of 2016. Crown was really good. Rhapsody has records here and there. Um, there's a lot of comparisons to Sky Zoo that I hear from people. And what I mean by that is she does this one thing and nothing else about her is very unique or interesting. And so you either like it or you don't. Hmm. And I understand that critique of Sky because I don't think Sky positions himself as anything other than a rapidy rapper from New York who's always going to do mid 90s like New York hip hop. Yeah. But they're obviously positioning Rhapsody to be um, a, a representation of the new woman. So mm. if Cardi, if people and, and this is the other thing is like we talked about this with Nikki and Cardi a, a few months ago where it's like, OK, well, Cardi's getting all this success. Can Nikki and Cardi exist in the same space? Why does it have to be one woman who represents an entire uh, gender? right of 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 a of a human like that isn't that's stupid so i think cardi's there nikki's there i think Rhapsody there's people who like lauren hill and you know like she represents sort of like everyday 40 hours a week she's like, she's the she's the new school jean gray with yeah well would you say jean gray in that case was a little ahead of her time maybe i, I wouldn't disagree with that
1: and I'm not even just trying to make the comparison because the, the ninth wonder connection, but just in general. Yeah. So you, you mentioned Crown. Uh, That's the project that precedes this. But aside from that, I mean, really, her big like sort of breakthrough on a larger scale was on uh,
0: Pimple Butterfly, right? Yes. 100%. And she killed that verse, too. I like that verse. And so here
1: we go. And we this is her debut album. Um And... Let's just get this out of the way. If you are a, a, a hippity-hop fan and you have not listened to this, you are probably going to like this album, yeah. or at least like parts of it. Yep. Let's start with track one, because this Knott's sample is insane.
0: <laughs> I was told, and I won't say who I was told by, yeah. but I was told that this record would have been dope 15 years ago, and I got offended. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because knots
0: was dope 15 years ago. I'm okay with that. I heard, but I heard this record and I said, when the drums came in, I let out a woo. So,
1: so it's called, is it, I'm going to pronounce it, is it Layla's Wisdom or Lala's Wisdom? Layla's Wisdom. Layla. Yeah, right. Layla's Wisdom. The sample is incredible. The chops are ridiculous. The beat is only like a B plus because like the drums are almost not all the way there for me. The drums on the outro are perfect not drums. And there's a lot of outros and second parts to some of these songs, but yeah.
0: No, the chops. Yeah, I mean the, chop, the chops great. The way they bring this in and uh, all that is really, really dope. Really, if you dope.
1: hear these chops at the beginning and you don't like, if that doesn't like get you going, I, I who are you? I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who are you? <laughs> like, really, come on, you gotta feel some kind of way. Um, That's and hilarious. and Rhapsody, Rhapsody is dope on this. Yep, I, I've never been overwhelmed by her, but I think she's nice on this. Yeah. Okay. Laz well, was the dope opener. Nice and short. Not too long. little outro. I'm a fan. And I was super surprised. I was not expecting a not to be. Who told you this sounds like 15 years ago? I need I'm to know. Not... Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you off man. Okay. I need to have some words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you definitely would have words with this person. Um, and then next up is Power. Right, off the, right right, at the beginning here, we've got the Kendrick uh, feature. Power featuring Kendrick Lamar and Lance Skiwalker, uh, produced by Ninth. Um, this, this, this beat is pretty hard. Yeah. It's a nice beat. Um, the hook is okay. Yeah. I like Rhapsody on this. One
0: verse too long. Uh, you could say that about a lot of this project. Mm. One verse, one verse too long. So to it, this was, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? You see a Kendrick feature and you want to get there and they make you wait on it and they make you wait on it a little too long.
1: Let's talk about this Kendrick feature. Let's talk about it. I'm starting to worry about Kendrick.
0: Let's talk about it. What I've been trying to tell y'all. <laughs> what have I been trying to tell y'all? He raps about nothing. <laughs> he he's, and people are like, woo. He's
1: he's he's almost going into Eminem territory. Not quite there yet, but yet, I would occasionally not- would it kill him to rap in the pocket instead of deciding I'm Kendrick Lamar and I'm gonna do whatever I want in this beat. Like, it's dope if you do it once in a while because you're like,
0: oh, look what
1: he did. But when he does it every single time, and with this beat, this is a total layup for him. Oh, 100%. He must be bored. Mm. He, I, I, I can't, I mean, I feel like Eminem kind of had the same problem, but like, yeah. he'll just, he could have wrapped this over any beat of almost any tempo. It's almost like the beat didn't even matter to him.
0: Yeah, okay. So I have a, I have a question. and This might actually save Kendrick. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that we've learned about Kendrick is that he's very meticulous and obsessive over his projects and the overall theme of them. Yeah. And we could even say with damn that it was almost overthought just, Oh, you got to play it in reverse and we're going to do like, it was just a lot. It was just a lot. Right. Kung Fu Kenny. Yeah. If you don't want, (laughs) if you don't want to say it was, it was, it was over. If you don't want to say it was, Overthought, you at least have to say it was a lot. So when it's just like, hey, give me a 16, give me 24 bars about power. Yeah. Or give me, you know, I like, I like this verse on No More Parties in LA, but No More Parties in LA almost had like a really interesting concept. You could mm. say, well, you could talk about, well, parties in LA and what happened when you went to this party and who did you meet and what did they do? And, you know, that seems more like Kendrick Speed than just, hey, rap about power. You know, so maybe it's one of those things where you kind of have to stretch. And I get it. You kind of sometimes with artists, when you are pitching collaborations, you got to get the other person excited about what you want them to rap about. Otherwise, it's a good chance unless they really, really, really love to just rap, they're probably going to phone it in. But if you get them excited, if if you get them to engage and grab hold of the concept, you'll get a completely different verse. And I feel like, that wasn't this, and I feel like Rhapsody has been riding off of that Kendrick verse for a while, or Ninth has been riding off of Rhapsody having that Kendrick verse for a while, mm. and so they had to say, "We got to get the Kendrick feature out right now." And I don't know if that was necessarily the smartest idea.
1: It was also one of those things where, like, he again, he is no, he is not even remotely close to 2017 Eminem, where like if you hear an Eminem feature, the song almost has to stop. <laughs> Right. Sometimes the beat will totally drop out because he's going to rap however he wants. And it becomes like, Oh, it's an Eminem event. He's not quite there yet, but like, he definitely just decides to do whatever he wants with this song. Yeah. And again, I, 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 my theory is I think he gets, I think he just gets kind of bored and tries to switch it up because he could have just, he could have demolished this if he wanted to. Yeah. Right in the pocket. Um, not a terrible song, but could have been more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we got Chrome. Uh again with two beats. Uh the song is produced by Crisis and some guy named K- Cash don't make beats, which okay, sure. Um Beat one is cool. Mm-hmm. Beat two is a nice switch up and feels really familiar for some reason. And I'm sure it's a familiar re- I think it's a replay of a sample. I will place it at some point.
0: Neither beat Definitely, is yeah, a lot of replays on this album. Yeah,
1: neither beat is mind blowing. I like Rhapsody on it. I don't
0: know. I think the song was cool. What do you think? Same. Okay. It's cool. It's not, not it's not mind blowing, but it's all right. Okay.
1: Uh pay up. Uh, produced by cash again in crisis with some help from terrace martin um which explains why parts of this beat can feel can feel vaguely kendrickish mm-hmm. um this hook does not do it for me at all yeah and this song is i would just say okay
0: um very to pimba butterfly uh-huh um just not as good i do like this beat oh okay um so let me let me again another another rapper tip for for the aspiring artists and particularly the aspiring producers who listen to this show whenever you get an opportunity to um send uh an artist beats don't send them what you think they would like just send them dope stuff mm. because you never know that you may be the one to stretch them to put them in a unique pocket that they never that they've never been in before, and they sound different. Um, Rhapsody, for whatever reason, I think I actually not whatever reason, I'm sure Ninth does this has her rap about like relationship stuff a lot, mm-hmm. and it's never really engaging or good. It kind of sounds weird, so I don't want to hear rap rap about that stuff, but I do like her on. Something that's up tempo that has and that has instrumentation. Oh my God, rapidly rappers over instrumentation is almost always good. Shout out to Black Thought and the Roots. Black Thought can rap the same verse forever and ever, but because he has a live band around him, where the music feels lively and it feels like it has life to it. It makes his verse sound completely different as opposed to a beat that just has a four bar and eight bar loop.
1: Man, I'm I'm and so,
0: I'm still waiting for the album
1: that should have come out after Thought at Work. Remember Thought at Work? Yeah, all you guys love that song.
0: It's cool. It's dope. No, Thought at Work is it great. It's dope. Great as a song, <laughs> But y'all know how I feel about Black like Thought. Um but yeah, I mean the record is the record itself is it's okay. Like I really loved it when I first heard it, but I loved it because it was something that I hadn't heard Rhapsody on mm, and speed for. But the con- the the concept is just like, eh, after hearing it days later, because I've heard this out maybe like four or five times, um, it was like, all right, okay, all right. I just, I don't need to hear Rhapsody rapping about relationship stuff or just women issues and, well, not, not women issues in that lane. I won't say that, but just relationships and men and women interactions and eh, I'm good. Arman's like, that's my lane. No. Nah, <sighs> uh- yeah, people are going to be mad if somebody asked me if I was going to do another Marcus Grant. No, not anytime soon. No, we got to pick a new one. We got to pick a new movie.
1: <laughs> no, I'm good. Um Crasity. Raiden. Raiden, featuring GQ, um, produced <laughs> by Eric G and Ninth Wonder. Not sure who Eric G is, but we got another beat from him in just a minute.
0: Um, Eric G's uh signed to Jamla. He's got some beat tapes that are actually really good.
1: Uh, This beat is cool. I'm not mad at it. Um... Rhapsody is fine on this, but I I don't know who GQ is, never heard of him, but I actually like GQ on this. Man,
0: he killed this verse. Yeah. Killed that verse. Yes. Yes.
1: I agree. Um, I agree. And the outro is is super nice. There's a couple of nice little outros on this album. The outro here is really nice. These dr- the drums in the outro are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I, I like Ryden. Ryden's good. Okay. GQ is I mean GQ kinda carries it, but it works. Yep. Yep. Agreed. And Eric G continues because he produces sassy, which is the next record, which I appreciate because we needed something a little different on the album. A little bit of a left turn sonically, a little more upbeat, very West Coastish baseline. And I think Rhapsody sounds good on the Uptempo beat. I think the beat itself is just I mean, it's fine, it's not amazing, but like as a change of pace, I like this song at this moment in the album. What do you think?
0: I agree and I disagree at the same time. I agree. That sounds about right. Yeah, I like the change. I like the change. I like the switch up, but this record sounds really awkward. Mm.
1: Yeah, it, the song is fine, but I like the switch up. I like the idea of it. Maybe I think we could probably agree, say it could have been better executed. But the idea of it at this point, in the album works for me. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah, a song I really like, which is Nobody. Okay. Featuring Anderson <laughs> .Paak, Black Thought, Moonchild, produced by Crisis and Ninth Wonder. Um, Really like this beat. It has this like rolling kind of feel that I think works really well. I think Rhapsody's vocals cut through this beat really nicely, too. She sounds really good. Um, if you listen to the show, people know that I'm really hit or miss on Anderson Pac, but I like him on this. And then mm-hmm. Black Thought shows up. And I'm like, Black That's Thought, true. it's been a while. Let's do it. There's and I think it's really dope. I mean, to this point in the album, this is probably one of my one or two favorite songs up to this point. I'm a fan. There you go. How do you feel about nobody? Uh, Sorry. Mm. <laughs> Not, is it was the something. beat that you don't like or the hook. I mean, what, what?
0: Uh, I think I'm just not crazy about Anderson Pac. He really is hit or miss. I don't He's mind him here, but yeah. Roman's like, yeah, I'm, it's, it's, I'm done. Miss over. over. Yeah. I'm not without use the only Anderson Pac record that I really like. Uh, and the, uh, whatever song that's on, uh, 2k. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot what it was, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's Anderson Pac just kind of like <sighs> you again. <laughs> like, so speaking of 2k.
1: I've been because I don't have it, I I haven't bought a game system since my PS3. I'm out on console gaming for the most part. I've just, yeah. I'm just not into it. But I used to love playing association mode on 2K. Yeah, almost more for like trading and everything like that. And I realized they have this now. For, like, why am I not buying this on my iPhone? Is it is it going to be pretty bad, or do you have any experience?
0: With it? I'm curious. Like, is this any good? Um, I don't know about the 2K Live. Yeah. Um- the, two, the 2k app version but i did hear good things about last year's nba live online or on uh on the app i heard oh, yeah. it was really, really good for that yeah mm. yep right.
1: sorry quick divergence because i was like man it's pretty cheap it's like eight
0: bucks it's like i mean
1: that's that sounds like a lot for a phone game but compared to what you pay for like first of all i don't have a playstation 4 so the thought of me buying like the barrier of entry to me playing 2k in some other way is ridiculous right right so right. i'm like man i don't know i might try it out um uh, anyway um Let's talk about Black and Ugly featuring BJ the Chicago Kid. Um produced by Ninth Wonder. Um I'm a fan of this beat. Uh love these drums, love that bass line. Um I think this beat fits Rhapsody very well. Uh, really nicely. She's I think she's this is I think this really works for her. She's dope on this. And I like BJ on the hook. I'm not I know some people who like are like huge fans of BJ the Chicago Kid. I think he's good typically. I like him here. I think this is a nice little stretch in the album that we've entered into i'm a big fan
0: of black and ugly what do you think um i wanted to like this record more than i did oh uh, yeah i wanted to like it a lot but it's it's all right it's cool beat no beat it, yeah beats dope it's, okay. that's the thing like the beat is dope the hook is dope rap is dope there's nothing wrong with it i'm just not like just doesn't, Yo. It doesn't come together yeah for whatever reason that's but fair i i get why people really like this record i get it is this, a, is this a favorite from people?
1: Yes. Okay, interesting. Next up, You Should Know featuring Big Bang Bustle Rhymes. Produced by Life
0: Wonder with a chop of the Cell
1: Therapy sample.
0: Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Never liked Cell Therapy. Ooh. Yeah, never liked that song. I was actually thinking this week, I was having a conversation with a co-worker. I don't know if there's a Goody Mob song that I like. <gasps> the second album. Come on, don't do this to me. Black Ice. Al- Black Ice is cool. They Don't Dance No More. Ah,
1: uh, beautiful skin. Nah. Oh, god! I'm gonna tear my heart out. Beautiful skin's amazing. <laughs> and Black Ice's—we, those I was, are
0: all—all all three of those are classic records,
1: right? I was listening I to that. I was listening to that album the other week, and I was like, man, we got to do a Dungeon Family retro at some point, or at mm. least a definitive fifteen. That'd be cause, dope. Because we did, we did a retro on Outcast, but a Dungeon Family definitive fifteen. I mean, just so I can sit here and rave about Watch for the Hook. I was Um, just
0: about to say the exact same thing.
1: And then wonder questions like, can I include 85? And then wondering, is 85 actually dope outside the beat and the hook? Like, this would quickly go, I I quickly went way deep into Dungeon Family and Apple Music. But anyway. I would say,
0: yo, yo, Young Bloods benefited very greatly off of outstanding production.
1: Riding
2: Dirty on 85.
0: Yeah, that hook is great. Damn is a classic. Like, yeah, that's, all right. Okay, Damn is a classic. We need to do a Lil John Definitive 15. Oh,
1: Lil John Definitive 15.
0: That's a Lil, good one. Lil John got. I, that was about a year ago. I was just going through Lil John records. Lil John got records. That's a that's a, that's a very particular era. Very particular. And I got asked, shout out to DJ Girlfriend in the show. He's throwing a 2007 party <laughs> uh, in a couple of weeks. And he wants me, you know, everybody's doing 90s parties now. So he's doing a 2007 party. And he wants me to. Um, uh, he wants to employ the modeling ministry to help him promote the party. So mm. I'm trying to figure out what I could wear. You got to get some 2007 fits off. Yeah, but I, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I want to do the Jabodes with the Velcro on them, <laughs> or Mesquite tees, or Von Dutch. I'm Ooh. not sure where I want to go. I, uh, people are saying like go rock star. I don't want to go rock star. I, I mean I, I was think. gonna
1: say just I, I mean I was gonna say just look like Joel Santana.
0: Yeah, but here's the problem. Pe- dudes in Columbus still dress like that now. <laughs> so it's not going to look like 2007. It's going to look like Gallery Hot last week. So I don't know. Where are we at? Rhapsody. So Rhapsody. All about that oh, vampire man. life.
1: Um, Oh, Jim Jones.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, so Cell Therapy, you're not a fan of the sample. Oh, but this... Flipping this sample, and then what's the, are those vocals? Are those Adele vocals? Uh,
1: no, it's um, what was I reading this? Hold on, I think uh, they they break it down on Genius, of course, because Genius is good at that. Uh, hold on, give me uh, I think it's actually right. So there was a rhapsody guested on a record with some Toronto-based uh, R&B singer called Myrna and after okay. that song was released, Ninth Wonder reworked reworked it with this with the cell therapy sample plus those original vocals so it's a sample of a, of a song yeah
0: of, co- of course knife did of course he did
1: and he did it on instagram apparently but the link is no longer good otherwise i would have sent that to you immediately gotcha
0: um i still want that beat where he flipped uh spazzy rock and now xavier omar when he flipped uh blind man was it blind man i don't know he flipped one of his records and it was dope it was on instagram um but this beat is really dope the beat's pretty dope i'm a fan um, and Rhapsody sounds <laughs> sounds like she did this song when Ninth left the studio. And she was like, oh, now I can finally do what I want to do. She sounds really focused and really intentional on this record. And I like it. It's also far too long. She yeah, essentially ver- has four verses. Yeah, it's a verse too long. Well, in
1: each one, you know, both are, I mean, her verses, these are 32 bar verses, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is long. Yeah. And then... Busta gets an interlude in the middle of the song. Big Bang Buster gets on <laughs> his Barry White-ish real quick. Yeah, that like, but what? then I, why? The second beat is no good.
0: Yeah, let Busta get on that first beat. I don't. I don't need to hear Busta Rhymes rap ever again. So there's that. <laughs> ever again, no new Busta Rhymes raps.
1: Yeah, no butter, 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 butter. I'm telling you, we listen to the next dish. <sighs> <laughs> That and um and the uh the two flip mode squad singles are like listen man <laughs> you l- want to look up Busta Rhymes in the dictionary those should just pop out
0: listen man listen man everybody that, that, that flip mode squad album has some joints <laughs> that flip <Flipmote laughs> squad album has some joints okay anyway
1: All right. let's move on to uh Rollercoaster Jam called Love featuring Music Soul Child and Gwen Bunn um mm-hmm. produced by Ninth Wonder I heard this and I was like, first of all, there's three beats, of course. Thanks, Ninth Wonder. Um, Hmm. I heard that first beat and I was like, I really feel like Fante should be singing on this.
0: Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) This sounded like 2005, a little brother. (gasps) To the T. First beat is dope. A little low key, but dope.
1: Second beat is fine. The third beat, right in your pocket. Think so? Yeah. I like the first one. First one's dope. Um... I think the song is fine. Yeah. I think the fact that it switches beats so much means that the beat
0: kind of dominates the song. Um, yeah. But I'm cool with that. It's fine. Well, it was kind of like, I know I gave this to Kendrick, but we should do this. Like, this sounds like, okay, I'll wait. I'll no, wait. Okay. I'll, I'll. Um, You Used to Love Me featuring Terrace Martin,
1: produced by Ninth Wonder. Mm, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Okay. Uh, Knock on My Door featuring BJ, the Chicago Kid. Now this beat. It's cool. Oh man, when those chunky drums come in, like three minutes in, oh my god! I had the ugly face. I'll admit it. I was, I was, I was doing some woos. I was making some noises. Um, I'll admit it. No, man. Yeah, when those when those drums hit, I was like. Mm. Uh, and Rhapsody is good on this. I like knock on my door. It sounds like you're kind of eh, in on it.
0: Yeah, like it. It's cool. Okay, it's cool.
1: I don't hate it, but it's okay. cool. It's cool. Uh, Coming to close the album now. Ooh, we feature Anderson nope. Pac, produced by Crisis. Um, nope. This was on Crown, I think. Yeah, it was. I like Pac on this. I like this bass line. I think the beat's cool. I think the song is fun. Yeah, but you're I'm not good. a fan? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. And then Jesus Coming, featuring Amber Navrin, uh produced by Ninth Wonder. Kind of a weird sample. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's like really yeah. off kilter. I think this is one of those records, and you could talk about this as a rapper. Like sometimes, despite my best efforts, like the beat isn't always meant to be the star of the show. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think that this was meant to be like a just a way to close the album. Like, this beat is not dominating. It's just really for Rhapsody to like kind of do her thing. Yeah. I don't know how well it succeeds, but I think that's
0: what it tries to do. And I'm
1: like, okay, that's cool. It's also six minutes and 19 seconds long.
0: Right. This is, this is her mortal man, though. Uh, I don't ever,
1: like, Armand, if you say, Dark, this is my mortal man, I'm just, I'm, no, I'm,
0: nope. Yeah, this is her mortal man. Like, but, you know, mortal man is a, excellent record and this is this is don't do that don't do that do not do that um this is this is like it's okay like i get what she was trying to do but it doesn't really it doesn't hit all the way i think and i honestly i think it's it's the production's fault Mm. it tries to be it tries to be too much see i think it's not doing anything at all well there you go so (laughs) you can try and be a whole lot but like the execution of it is like nowhere near what you think it is it's like you got outfit on and you think you're killing it and then you just look real normal. <laughs> but hey, at least you got clothes on. So, yeah, now I'm good. So, I thought that you were going to be
1: much more enthusiastic about this album.
0: Nah, I like Crown way more than this. Really? Yeah, I like Crown way more than this. So This, this feels like a Ninth Wonder album. I feel like Ninth Wonder finally signed with Jay-Z. He... And essentially grabbed a hold of Rhapsody. And I feel like he groomed every single part of this album. It was meticulous and he wanted to showcase himself on a major platform. And it sounds like Ninth. And I don't take anything away from Rhapsody on this project other than she's a female and she can rap. I don't take anything else away from her. I don't come away from this knowing who she is. Mm. It's like a, it's a, it's the, okay. So there's a problem right now in wrestling, right? where you've got all of these uh, women wrestlers who are talented, like gone are the days of the bra and panty matches and women just kind of be out out there for eye candy. Like they're women who can actually wrestle and wrestle really well. But you've got a bunch of men writing their storylines. So all their storylines are like, oh, well, she's jealous of me. I was like, no, like, and that's what it feels like with this album. It feels like Knife is telling Rhapsody how to rap like a woman. So it doesn't sound right. So when when there are pockets where rap is able to do her and because I'm familiar with her back catalog, you can tell when rap is writing for rap. But this is, as I said earlier, with Macklemore's album, how it sounds very meticulous, but it just sounds detailed in a good way. This sounds like an overthought project, but she wasn't the one overthinking it. It's Ninth's fault. So nah, I don't love this album like everybody else does. It's as, as too, as, nah. I'm good.
1: Yeah, I, I mean. I thought the album was fine. I thought it was good. I thought there was some good records. It was up you know it was kind of inconsistent yeah. at times. I think there's definitely like i mean some of these songs too long, too much going on, but I'm not yep. mad at it. I mean there was some good beats i mean I, I don't know i I thought it was fine. It was a good sure. listen. I'll come back to it at some point. I'd be interested to see if I feel i don't know like rapidly rap records when it's like it was you know it was like eighty eight degrees yesterday like I'm not really trying to hear that much rapidly rapid at, at, at that temperature these days. Sure, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see if I feel any different about this when it's a little colder. But for right now, I'm like, I'm cool. This is fine.
0: Yeah. Your rapidly wrap plate might be a little too full when it gets cold out. You, I was going to make some sort of joke about you
1: going in the kitchen to cook, but
0: we... Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to... Oh, never mind. You ready to, you ready to talk about this, this last album? Let's talk about Lecrae. Let's do it. So...
1: Has it really been three years since his last actual album? Um, An- Anomaly was 2014. Was it?
0: Yeah. When did, uh, when did Church Close 3 come out? Did that last come out year. before? Okay. So that was like a fake album. That was a project.
1: Was a, <laughs> well, right. A studio album or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I can't believe it's. So
0: Gravity was even before that? Yeah, Gravity was 2013, 2012. Oh, man. Yeah. We've been reviewing Lecrae projects for a long time. Long time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. And so
0: here we are. The year of his Lord 2017. Um, Yeah. And yeah. So I tweeted this earlier today where I said, it feels like Macklemore and Lecrae are in different, you know, when we reviewed their last projects, they were at like forks in a row and they, could have went in a myriad of places. Um, where do you think Mclemore went? I think he tried to both kind of recapture the lighthearted,
1: like, not lighthearted, but the sort of non-controversial songs that first made him popular while also, let me experiment with what the kids are doing. Let okay. me do, that, that That's kind of what I got from, but I, I think it was very notably like he wasn't trying to make like, um, uh, he wasn't trying to make a statement as an album.
0: Yeah. That's what I thought he did. What, I mean, what did you think? Yeah, it, it wasn't, Um, I felt like the dust settled and I felt like he, I feel like this album is what he's always going to make. Um, but he's like, he's in a safe space and I, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I think he's always going to try and make a current sound, but he's always going to do Macklemore. Hmm. Um, but I don't think he's, he's going to try, he's always going to try and recapture, you know, Can't Hold Us and Same Love and Thrift Shop. But there's really nothing hokey on the album like Thrift Shop, is there? Um, there's way more can't hold us than Thrift Shop. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so he's always going to make those types of records um, because I think that's his style. And even before then, he was making records like that. Um, and then, of course, I imagine as an independent artist, that money is probably great for that. For yeah, those types I, mean, of I, would, I would hope so. Yeah, so of course you're going to try and keep making those because it's a music business. Um, so that's settled. So Lecrae's a little different because Lecrae was almost like an, he was an artist who was on an island unto himself and was self-sustaining for a while that island was self-sustaining for a while and it's like the island was floating and it approached it saw land and lecrae was like let me get out and let me swim to this island and then i'm gonna bring you guys there and then everything just kind of went haywire while he was swimming to the to the mainland and so now we're here with uh, all things work together
1: yeah, I mean I think the interesting thing about Lecrae, right, is when we have uh we have had very interesting reviews of his projects in the past. And by interesting is really just a polite way of saying we've made a lot of people mad um because you and I have held him to pretty high expectations. Um, no,
0: we've just I mean, been not even high expectations. We've just a, been honest appro- about his music. A,
1: Appropriate expectations. Then. That might be a better yeah, way to say just, it. Like the, just right. been honest. Yeah. Right. And so um you know, when look Le- when we first started Talking about Lecrae, Kendrick Lamar wasn't making albums like Damn. Chance the Rapper wasn't 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 making a record called Blessings. Yeah, the, the world of hip hop and its relationship with God, however whatever form it might take, and the role of quote unquote Christian hip hop in that world was very different than I think it is now. Yes, but yet here is Lecrae, still sort of doing what he does, right? Yeah, and now he's signed to a major. Yes, signed at Columbia, and he's got a bunch of producers and people on this album that, like, casual fans will have just heard of and might just think this is just another rapper. Yeah. Um, going into this, I had, I think I would only heard blessings. Had you heard anything else aside from that?
0: I didn't even hear blessings.
1: Okay, so I want to go track by track here, but before we do that, what expectations, if any, did you have for this?
0: None. Um, and you, and I'm not, and I'm saying this under the the guise of, um. I don't have expectations for many albums Hmm. unless, you know, even an an album that I was excited about, like say 444 or Flower Boy, which are my two favorite hip hop albums of this year. I still didn't have expectations. I expected them to be good and they were, but what I wanted them to sound like, I had no idea because you never know where artists is. They, you know, they grow and they grow away from you. I don't know. I don't know them personally. So when they come out, I just want to be, you know, take me to where you are now. Don't try to, um, don't try to cater to me and what you think I like. Like, give me where you are right now, and I'm cool with that. So, and both of those albums did that. So I had no expectations of of what this uh would be, none whatsoever. Okay.
1: So first track is called uh, "Already Knew," mm-hmm. produced by some guy named Ario. E. Um, this is fine. Uh, the beat works. Hook's kind of generic,
0: but this song is. Okay, I I agree. It's just agree. okay. It's just okay. And he also said uh, they don't love you until you're gone, like Harambe. <laughs> and I said, "Oh boy, we're in for a ride." Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, it was really I I and I'll say this from jump just to be transparent. It was really hard for me to listen certain to certain parts of this album, mm. just because there were things that he said that. I know things that are like Contradictive of that And everybody's you know Contradictive like You know what I'm saying But I guess there's a difference Between like being Like willingly contradictive That that I, that I doesn't sit well um, And then you know In my review of Gravity I said that he had Whack lines And they started A trending topic on me This would have been a You know Like Harambe lines in 2017 I, I that al- I, I think
1: this album Has been cooking for a while Yeah Yeah um, there are a number like a, a, like a number of producers and people who work in this album are people who I would say are like just like people who are always around like the music industry, but like these are people who are like always in the studio doing stuff. Like he he clearly has been like grinding away at this for a while. Sure. So the second uh second song Facts, uh produced by uh, Dem Joints, who I believe produced a song or two with Dreon Compton. Um and which actually once I read that kinda made sense because this is a Total West coast beat um or at least a modern west coast sound st- sounded beat right I mean those that the way the bass works is total like right out of um California, and I mean like the beat is fine, uh the chorus is not great and kind of weird, and lecrae sounds fine on this, yeah, it's not like, like a super amazing song, but it's it's fine,
0: yeah, i like the I like the sample they use on the on the beat sample's pretty cool, it's about it,
1: yeah, it's about it, um. One thing that definitely stuck out to me and we're going to see this again with the next couple of songs as well but like he I'll give Lecrae credit for he is very versatile. It sounds like I'm damning with faint praise especially when some of the criticism will uh later but like this whole first really frankly most of the album there's not like much of a through line, right? It's not like there's a a, a theme or a feel to it. He's like bouncing between different types of hip-hop sounds that are popular or have been popular like he's sort of doing all this different stuff you could be cynical and say that's because he doesn't have a sound but i kind of want to give him a little credit and say that he's that's kind of his mo is that he tries to do music for everybody mm-hmm. and i think he stays true to that on this album and because you get a record like broke which is produced by boy wanda t-minus and this guy Nikhil c who has helped t-minus on stuff before and those T-minus synths are immediately recognizable. Um mm. And the beat is kind of Drake-ish, but that's what you'd expect, right? T-minus synths and Boy wonder Drums. Um, Some guy named Little Perfect is on the hook. And it's a trap hook in 2017, which means there's a ton of repetition. There's not much structure to it. It's the futurization of hooks. We've talked about it on the show before. I'm over it. I've just accepted that that's the way it goes. The song itself is okay. It's not an amazing beat. It's a fine beat. It's actually a pretty short song. It's just a shade under 3 minutes. How do you feel about Broke?
0: Same sh- same sentiments. Um it's cool. It's going to work live. Um the the concept is cool. Um but yeah, like
1: it's, it's it's okay. Okay. So, the single that I had heard Blessings featuring Ty Dolla Sign, produced by Plus, who's one of Mike Wills' producers, which is why you hear the uh, ear drummers, uh drop at the beginning. Um Ty Dolla and and, and Lecrae, that's an interesting pairing. Um, yes
2: yeah
1: um, uh, you know the hook is right out of the Ty Dalla hook factory it's not mm-hmm. amazing it's fine um, I see Swoop here in the credits um, so yeah. shout out to Swoop um, and Verse Simmons who's a guy who's been around the music industry for a long time but hasn't never really popped or anything um, I'm assuming those two are writing for Ty Dalla if I had to guess um,
2: yeah sure Ty Dalla. uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. When I heard that eardrummers drop at first, I was like, oh. Yeah. But the beat is fine. It's <laughs> it's serviceable. Fine. The song is just kind of there. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, mm, I had higher hopes. There's another yeah. song on here where I hear, the, I hear the producer drop and I have hopes as well. Yep. Um. Yeah. Blessings is, mm, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because now we get to the flu song. What you mean? Featuring Aha Gazelle, who apparently yeah. is signed to uh, Reach. Um, yep. produced by some kind named Go Grizzly. Um, first of all, this first verse is very drinkish. Not even just the fact that there's a flute, like very extremely, incredibly Aubrey Grimm. Mm-hmm. Now, this Aha Gazelle guy, I was actually like, hmm, he sounds like somebody who used to be an R&B singer who's now doing the sing rapping, which mm-hmm. is kind of exactly what you want to be in 2017 if you're a new
0: artist. 100%.
1: I think a really interesting example, I don't know if you heard it. It's a brand new song. I just heard it today. It's um, it's Ty Dalla and Jeremiah over uh, Mike Willby. And I haven't heard. It, it's, they're both essentially just sing rapping on it. But it's actually like a really dope Mike Willby. And I was like, yeah, this totally works. And it's like, it was only a matter of time before people who could actually sing looked at, okay, maybe I can't do what Future does. But if I've got rappers who aren't as good as Future doing a bad impersonation of Future, and they need auto tune to have any kind of to be able to hold any kind of note. Why don't I just meet them in the middle on the other side? Yeah, and that's kind of what's happening, and that's what Aha a- a- Gazelle is doing on here, which is a really odd name. Um, yeah, I mean, this song is going to like slot nicely in on a playlist of like you could toss this in with like a whole bunch of other stuff, and it would sound totally at home. It doesn't stick out to me as incredible, but it's also not bad. Yeah, what, what do you think?
2: Uh, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to eventually get you to say something about one of these. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. oh no, I will. Okay. Hammer time.
0: Yeah. Listen, listen, when I hear the Metro drop, that means something. I have expectations that, that has, that has some weight on it. Resp- the only, okay, th- can we, can we, can we just say that father stretch my hands is one of the greatest beats of the two thousands and potentially one of the greatest beats in hip hop history. I was, I, sometimes when I listen to father stretch my
1: hands, I, I think that that like, you know how you, we, we've talked about this on the show before this concept of like we had battered on the idea of doing like a definitive 15 for like hip hop with yeah. the idea of like picking records that represented particular moments in time and like how yeah. things like evolve. And I'm not saying I picked how to stretch of my hands, but like when you listen to that song to be able to understand how hip hop got to the point where this type of song works. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. many things have to have been, have to have evolved and been d- distilled down. Right. Like, The the notion of slowing the tempo down this much, the idea of, uh, of sped up samples, the idea of, uh, sort of that, uh, sort of you hear the additional like live instrumentation and that baseline and understanding like the West coast kind of feel that comes like there's all sorts of stuff happening and yet it totally works. But like to be able to tease apart, like all the different, like things that had to happen for us to get to the point for that beat is actually really cool. Yeah. Father Stretch My Hands is incredible. What's amazing is Metro, I mean, only to the drums. But that's okay because it works. Yep. Um, Unfortunately, Hammer Time does not work. Yeah. It has heavy bass and that's it. It's a, I'm being generous here, B-grade Metro Beat. Um, the guy on this 1K few. Yeah. Listen, I, the, the, this can make me sound like an old man. Who's naming these rappers? I swear to God. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm old. I'm washed. Um. You know, it's the futurization of hooks, right? I mean, 1K Few is just doing a straight-up future-inspired hook on this. And frankly, this song is more of a 1K Few record than a Lecrae song. Mm-hmm. And Lecrae is okay on this, and this song is exactly what it is. It's a future clone, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. Am I missing yeah. anything?
0: There's always this um, this idea of... is an underlying theme of whenever uh, mainstream producers link up with Christian artists, they never give them like great beats and you can probably ascribe that to the budget. So, you know, you've Boy Wonder did a lot on, uh, a Christian rapper named Bizzle, his, his oh, last. Yeah,
2: Bizzle.
0: yeah. So Boy Wonder did a lot of that. And none of those beats were really, you know, that crazy. And I know S1 has done some stuff for Lecrae. Some of the S1 stuff was pretty good though. Um, but this is just another example that this just kind of continues that narrative where it's like, I don't know if it's, you know, I mean, you're signed to Columbia, so I don't know what the budget is, or you know, Metro's just not sending you the, your best stuff, or I don't know, or maybe you just like the record. I don't know. But yeah, this was very like you could have got this beat from anybody else for a whole lot cheaper. If I'm if I'm paying for a Metro booming beat, I want a Metro and beat. Right. I'm not paying. Essentially, Lecrae's paying for the drop. Mm, that's harsh, but true. And, and that doesn't really do him any favors. I know, but see. I think, it, I think it like,
1: look at Come and Get Me, right? Yeah. Produced by No ID and DJ Dahi. Mm-hmm. So I read that and ah, I was like, it's,
0: it's Dahi. Okay. I was yeah. like,
1: oh, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I think this beat is really interesting and immediately got my attention. Yep. You know, the with, you know what the problem with the song is? The hook. It's Lecrae. Yeah. What is he doing to this song? Yeah. It's almost like shrill.
0: Yeah. It's like that. nothing about that beat says turn up. Nothing about that beat no. says energy um but he like he tried to like we're going to perform this record. Mm. And this is not a performance record at all. Right. Not in, not in that vein. He he
1: kind of totally squanders this no ID DJ Dahi Yeah. Um which is doesn't really fit in with the album except to say I think the whole point of the album is is like Lecrae can do all these different kinds of sounds. Yeah. Right. Because we see it again with Lucked Up, where he's working with DJ Khalil and a couple of the people, Tariq Beats and Mike and Keys. Um, like you know, we talked about it, or you know, Side A with Chance and uh, Cardi B. Like you listen to this album, it's not like there's oh, this is the Lecrae sound, but instead it's more like it's all about your like as a fan, your relationship, quote unquote, with the rapper, like how you perceive them, how big, like how you feel about their personal life, follow them on social media and all that stuff. It, everything hangs on that, right? Because I think I'm not knocking, I don't want to knock the crate too much for that because I think that's just the way it goes. And I think this album's a good example of that, right? Because yeah. like, what is the common thread between any of this? Even from song to song, the crate can sound completely different, right? Mm-hmm. On lucked up, he sounds like future. Yeah. And the, the hook's pretty bad, actually. It's pretty generic. Yeah. I should say like the song's just not very good. Yeah. W- wish, you be- <laughs> wish, wish you the best. Wish you the best. Produced by, uh, tay runo and jay hill don't know who they are um this is an interesting beat it doesn't really flow perfectly to me like there's something weird about the drums that don't quite work um but oh my goodness this is take care aubrey graham yeah 100 percent. which is kind of interesting because i mean i kind of miss that drake right i i, I wouldn't mind if drake kind of went back to that on occasion um but this is just straight up 2011 drake yeah and the verse Simmons hook is pretty generic. Yeah. Eh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Can't Stop Me Now featuring, yeah. featuring Childish Major. Um, ah, is that who that is? Okay. Uh, produced by Alex Medina and Word Splayed. Um, yeah. I get the feeling behind the song. I get the feeling behind the hook. And the hook's not my favorite, but oddly kind of works by the end. Yeah. And I think the more you listen to it, the more you probably like it. Yeah. Um the beat is a total like slow roller, but it, it also kinda works, and I think cray sounds good on this. Yes. I think he kinda dips into a bit of a chance thing at times, but he's not the first person from today's show to do that. Um right. but I think out of everything I've heard today, like this is definitely one of the best ones. This is like a winner for him to me.
0: I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. One hundred percent, I agree. Um I would have loved to have heard to have heard Crit on this beat. Mm. I think oh, Crit, Crit. killed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Remember him? Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I agree. It it after going through that sort of stretch of of, of uh of records that I wasn't crazy about, this one hundred percent is like a nice pick me up, even though it's a slower, more plotting record, it still works to me. Um it's not perfect, but I like mm-hmm. it. I think it's dope. So now we
1: come to I'll find you featuring Tori Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I think well, yeah, uh, just this past week he performed this on Good Morning America. Okay. So you know they're like this kind of song. They're clearly like I could see them trying to do something a little different with the audience for this. Uh, this is produced by Danny Magic, whoever that is, and DJ Frankie. Um, again, serious Drake take care vibes
0: in terms. Yeah. Of, I, am I am I crazy there? Yeah, I don't I don't really get Drake Take Care from that. I think that like Drake Take Care just inspired such a sound in music. Mm, maybe that's it. Not, I don't hear that record and and think Drake. Um, it made me think of the Logic record where it's like, OK, um, now people are uh, not even now, but people are attaching music to a cause. So Logic attached his record to suicide prevention and this record is attached to uh, cancer. So I get it. I get it. This this is 100 percent of running in slow motion, uh, seeing that the, the cute kid in chemotherapy, hugging the, the doctor like, OK, cool. Right. Like
1: I. <laughs> uh, Tori's hook is it's doing what it's supposed to do. Like I'm, as you might guess, I'm not really like into the pop inspirational hooks, but I'm also not the audience for that. Um, yeah. I think this song probably does what it attempts to do and that's fine. It's not for me and I'm okay with that. I think as it, for what it tries to be it seems like it's fairly well done, but I'm not like falling in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about A28. Um, produced so by I'm Ayo angry. the producer. Yep. which Okay. And Keys. Um, This beat is serviceable. Lecrae is fine on this. The hook is mm, generic. They try to bring in some keys on the hook to make it sound kind of uplifting, but it doesn't really work. Uh, part of that, I think, is they didn't bring them out in the mix enough. They're also not bright enough, so it just kind of feels muddled. I could get really technical and talk about why this doesn't work for me. This song is, meh, I'm cool. Yeah, agreed. Okay, now we get agreed. to the, now we get to the swoop section of the album. Shout out to swoop. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he produces yeah. the next two records. Um, so cry for you produced by Taylor Hill and swoop. Um, this is an interesting song. Um, at first, I thought that like my speakers had a problem because there are some really crazy dynamics at play here. The hook is loud and the verses are very quiet. Mm. I th- I'm assuming that's on purpose. Um, it's kind of weird, but I think it kind of works. The beat is largely just the hook filtered which is kind of cool. I like that idea. Um, and there's this big outro with lots of drama and it builds up. Not exactly my type of track, but I can see some people being a fan of it. And I think the song works for them. Yeah. How do you feel about cry for you?
0: Uh, it's okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am 100% biting my tongue on a lot of this. Okay. And then worth it. Last song, uh,
1: produced by swoop. Um, Okay, Swoop did this. Okay, this beat is not what I expected at first, but I get it. Like he had to put those drums and give it that feel because otherwise the end of this album would just kind of float off. Like so you needed something, and I think it works. Um, this is what I would say, and you can quibble with my choice of term here. This is the most traditional CHH track on the album. Is that fair to say? I wouldn't say it's. I
0: wouldn't say it's CHH. I would say it's gospel. Gospel. Thank you. So this is, so, what,
1: but yeah, the, he is not attempting to uh, make a record called Hammer Time with a Metro
0: booming beat here. Like he's, he's, he's that, going. That's, that's more CHH than this. <laughs> <laughs> like let's get a, a D grade imitation of an imitation beat and let's rap about generic things that kind of sort of relate to Jesus. That would be your stereotypical CHH record. Um, but this feels like a gospel record. I think this works really well. Mm. Um, for what it is. is. Yeah, like this beat is I mean, this beat is crazy. Um, at the beginning I was like, I think I heard like those those organs at the beginning. Yeah. And I said, Oh God, are you doing the chance record? Please tell me you're not doing the chance record. Because, <laughs> you know, now all of a sudden it's cool to embrace gospel. Um as a, as a Christian artist to incorporate into hip hop gospel and Christian hip hop have a very interesting relationship. And by interesting, I mean, virtually non-existent. Um, but Chance, ironically of all people has bridged that gap. So you've got all of these gospel records that are sitting there that people love and Chance just took two of them. How great is our God? And, uh, um, I forgot the other one and essentially turned them into records that suit his audience. So when I heard that so when I heard those the organs, I got a little nervous, but the hook, the hook is really good. I like the hook. When the drums initially come in, I think I was shocked. Like, oh yeah. what, like it was a it was a good shock because they, they're really hard drums. Um, and I think Cray's first verse is, is good. It works. Then when Kiara sings the sings the hook after the first verse, it's really in a different place, and I really like it. The only problem I have with this record is men rapping from the perspective of a woman, again, like, but Christian hip hop is really famous for doing the, she's cried so many tears, and she has a baby on the way. And she, like, uh, it's so generic, and so pretentious, and so corny. And there are a million and one things that you could rap about that could relate to the the you don't have to cry no more theme of this album or of this song and you played it really really safe and that's what you end the album with nah. but again it picks back up Kiara shared and the other the other guy I can't think of his name they do a great job they end it well and even with the second verse being and eh, this to me is another highlight and one of my favorite if not my favorite record on the album right now so yeah and that's the end of the album that's the album it's not very good. <laughs> I'm sorry. So i've I've been seeing a lot of praise from people regarding this album, um, where people are really satisfied with it. Um, that they are they they like the fact that he's talking about relevant issues. But I think he's doing the Christian hip hop thing where he's talking about talking about it instead of actually talking about it. If that makes sense, I think so. But I need to break that down. Break so, it down a little bit more. So instead of rapping about injustice, you say there's injustices going on. Well, what are the injustices? Who are they affecting? What is an example? Hmm. Um, what, is the, what is the cause and effect of said injustices? How does that make you feel? How does that relate to God? How does God feel about that? Where's some scripture at to support how he feels about that? Like it's really easy. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's just, we're seeing so much justice. Who can we trust? Like, it's just, it's like, all right. Okay. Okay. I okay. thought you were
1: going to go right into who can we trust? Just us. You know, nice
0: little bar right I was, there. I, was, I wanted to, but I I chilled. I chilled. You're right. I saw the bar coming from a mile away. I was like, oh no. It was right there. So that, I think that that's a, that's a big problem or, but, but that's a problem for me. And then even like some of the stuff that he's talking about, like, um, how, how, I'm trying, I'm, trying no, to go ahead. To I'm trying to figure out how to word this stuff without like exposing this. Cause I mean, who am I to sit up there and point a finger at somebody for, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody could easily do the same thing to me. But you are talking about, you're basically upset that white evangelicals and the traditional white church, as soon as you begin to talk about Black Lives Matter and these, these quote unquote woke things, that they begin to withdraw their support of you and how that made you feel. Um, you open up the album with, uh, you know, these rappers aren't your friends, they're your peers. Well, you know, he was kind of like the, the kid that, you know, got to, he was the guy who, who played freshman ball and he got to run a varsity game and he's just excited to be there versus actually showing them what he's capable of, why they let him play in that game or why the coaches saw fit for him to, you know, to run. Um, and it just, it just, I think he took a lot of blows on one hand. I think he took a lot of blows and a lot of hits for, for, for people. So I think now people kind of understand like what to do and what not to do because, you know, three, four, five years ago, he was the only Christian artist in that space and it was new and nobody really knew what to do. Um, and so they just kind of pulled on their hip hop experience and they went the hip hop route versus actually going the ministry route. And it it didn't work out the way that it, it should have um, or could have, I should say. Um, but on the flip side, you talk about, you know, I think you talk about, he often like places himself in the posture of a victim. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because you have definitely victimized <laughs> more than a few people for lack of a better term. You're, mm-hmm. you're upset. You're upset because somebody, you know, but th- that's a bigger thing with our culture, though. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. 100 percent. I'm getting I'm, I'm getting. But I'm glad you pointed it out. Yeah. Like you're, you're up. Yeah, exactly. Because we, we have a president who thinks he's a victim. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're not as Christians, we're taught that we're not victims. We're not victims. Like it rains on the just and the unjust, which means that everybody goes through problems. You don't you don't give your life to God and then suddenly everything is OK. If anything, the revelation of and the realization of who you really are in your humanity makes the things that happen to you even more uh desperate and desolate and 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 filled with anguish and there's a you there's a real reality of your need for God in every area of your life and but you can't really receive that if you're always the victim. you know what I'm saying like you can and then especially again when you you are you start off a record by saying, you know, I found out my friend was stealing money from me, but you, you, you blackballing dudes off You're blackballing dudes from feeding their family. And then when people call you out on it, you don't apologize. You say, well, I understand how you felt that way. Like, that's not fair. You can't be the, I don't believe in karma, but you can't be the, you can't play the victim when you do something. And then when it happens to you, you can't play the victim. You got to roll with the punches, baby. So I, I, stuff like stuff like that, just really because, Doc, to your point about, you know, our president in, in our society plays the victim. You could really speak to that place. You could really use that and say, I want to I want to play the victim. I want people to feel sorry for me, but I can't because I know a God does, this, this and that. And because I have that, I'm not going to subject myself to being the victim. You could do that. But it's like this album was really well produced. And and, and my rant is not specifically on Lecrae. Like it's about Christian hip hop at large. And I've, I've said a lot of things about Christian hip hop this year on social media and people are just like done with Christian hip hop. And my thing is, is like, if everybody hates it and everybody thinks it sucks, well, then who who's going to who's going to stay and do the work and repair it? Like, if, it's a, if, if, the, if the church has all these issues and all these problems and it's not perfect and you've got pastors doing this and ministers doing this and it's not powerful and you have all this social injustice going on and the church is silent when it's historically always been in the center of it. Well, who's going who's gonna to stay and do the work if everybody's leaving and just saying, well, this sucks, this isn't right. And everybody's leaving and going and doing all the work with everybody else in the crowd, taking a knee. Well, Who's going who's gonna to stand up? And who's going to, who, after we take the knee, who's, who's going to lead those conversations and those initiatives? Who's going to create them? Chance, <laughs> Kendrick, mean. like these other guys who were, who were essentially doing the work that you could and should be doing, but you didn't want to do that. You had to take an L first. You almost had to be Kaepernick. The thing about Kaepernick is that Kaepernick took a knee understanding that he was going to take some hits and he took a lot of hits and he's 100% blackballed by the NFL but he's he's set he's made if and when he comes back if a team ever picks him up oh my god he's out of here you know what I'm saying so he'll forever have he'll forever be looked at in history favorably and i think he'll always be taken care of like he'll be alright but you got to be willing to like want to sit down and take that first those first set of blows but most of us aren't willing to do that to our detriment so chance comes in and and looks at the floor and sees all these pieces and these pieces of plywood and these nails and this hammer. And he's like, man, you know, I could, I could build a house with this. And he's building a house and people are like, Hey, I want to live in that house. That house looks good. I'm going to go sit in that house. And meanwhile, other people are like, other,
1: I would say artists are like, well, if I would have built that house, people would have
0: said something. Yeah. And to a degree, some of that is true. And I said this when Blessings came out. That's where I was going. Yeah. When Blessings came out, like a Christian artist could not have done that record. Could not. Could not. But it's the other stuff that Chance is doing beyond the music. He's bridging gaps. And like, but the thing is, is like Chance is still very young in his faith. Like, when is a mature believer going to step in and say, yes, Chance is cool, but it's like Lecrae is like the, a doorkeeper for a lot of people. So, for example, you got into wrestling watching Hulk Hogan and you're like, OK, Hulk Hogan's cool. But Hulk Hogan has five moves. I'm tired of uh, Hulk up, punch, whip into the ropes, boot, leg drop, pin. Um, is it almost 10 o'clock? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but what what other wrestling do you have? Then you so all of a sudden now you've got WCW. You've got Sting and Vader and, oh, and now we have ECW and we have, oh, we have Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. Oh, we have uh, Japan. They have wrestling in Japan. They have wrestling in Europe. They have wrestling in Germany. Like what? Really? And you can nerd out and, obs- and there's tapes and there's, there's hundreds of years of wrestling. Who's Luthez? And you can like immerse yourself in it. So for a lot of people, craze is like a gateway drug. Oh, well, weed is cool, but who else is there? Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can lace it with. This is a really bad, but whatever. You know, there's other stuff you can do, other stuff you can add on to this. Oh, okay, cool. I want this. And so for many people, Chance is, he's the gateway. Chance is great, but there's a lot of things that Chance needs to learn and, and, and needs to walk out, which is cool because that's all of us. But for, some, but for some people who have already walked through those places, I need something too. I need something else. Where can I go? And the people who were mature and already have walked through those places, they was like, nah, I am not do that. And they ran away from it. So now all of a sudden Christian hip hop is dead. And no, it's not dead. Just your small idea of it died. But it can grow and be something. It can grow and be something totally different, completely different, way larger beyond the title. But I think people get lost in the title and get lost in, you know, what that title has long represented. And I think a lot of people come into it with. These eyes and their face, much of how Lecrae came into just like his celebrity, he came into it as a fan and he gets to meet. talked about now. He got to meet Jay-Z and, you know, it's like, yo, I get to meet these people. And then you see it and you see how like pretentious it is and how phony it is and how people you you almost realize on one hand, you have um, you have made a lot of these people to be idols, but you didn't really see the human side of them. So now you're, now you're disgruntled and you're disappointed and you thought that getting these accolades, getting on Rapzilla, getting this person on your album was going to bring you a certain level of fame and notoriety and it didn't. And you paid all this money because the business is bad and these rappers going to charge you $3,000 for a verse and it ain't worth $3,000 and your return on it is like $40 because don't nobody know you and they pull a Miss Jade and they cut your verse off because Jay-Z's on it. I don't know. I I could rant forever. I'ma chill because I didn't realize it was <laughs> realize it was this late. <laughs> I'ma chill. So how do you feel but, about the album? <laughs> yeah. So the album. Uh, I mean, it's cool. I just think that I think that Lecrae is here begrudgingly, and I said this on on the show. I think that he's here because he has to be here. Hmm. I think much like Macklemore, he's pressed. He's still wants to get into that mainstream space, and he really is like the face of faith based music still. Every question I get is always, so what you think about Lecrae? That's always the question. It's not chance. It's Lecrae then chance. Um, but I think he's here because I think he's in this space because his game plan of getting to a bigger split getting to a bigger space, it didn't work. But it didn't work because he didn't he was trying to please too many people. And in ministry, you can't please everybody. This isn't, this isn't hard knock life volume two. You can't have the girl record and the club record and the street record. You can't. You just can't. Like, my pastor's not gonna be able to hit every single point. He's just a man. So he's gonna ride his lane really well, as Mclemore did. And then every once in a while he might branch out and do something different. It might work, it might not, but he at least has the space and opportunity to try. But with Lecrae, it's just this is just gonna this is just who he is. I mean, and we said this after church closed too, I think. We we're like, I think this is just who he is. Yeah. But you no, know, five years later. After, <laughs> after we took all these, all these passive aggressive, you know, all the responses that we got. All right, well, we was right. He is who he is, and for some people that works, and for those who who it works for, fantastic. But there has to be more.
1: Well, I, w- I just want to push back one little bit on that, if it works. And like obviously everybody has fans, but like it, most of this is just not good. It's like, not good. It, yeah, I, we could sugarcoat. We could. I mean, that's pretty much what boils down to. Is like most of this is just not very good. Um, and so you know, again, it's that notion of what does fandom mean in 2017, right? If you're a fan of Lecrae the man because of what he is and what it represents, and the music comes along for the ride, then you're going to hear this in a different way. But like, if you like, I realize everybody has an opinion, but like, really, do you, you listen to this objectively? Like, there's just not a lot of compelling music on here, and that's really all yeah. I want. Yeah, that's all I'm asking for. Yeah. That's all. No big deal. Just make really compelling music. <laughs>
0: yeah <sighs>
1: anything else you it, want to say about this
0: no i could really go off for another 30 or 45 minutes but it's super late and this episode is really long Yeah, we've been recording for over three hours <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll 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 wrap it up here i'm very curious to know because we we talked about a lot so Talk please hit up, us out a lot yes hit us up at crs podcast and just whatever you want to respond to um like let us know man yes thank you everybody
1: for listening uh to this week's episode um Check us out on clockbridgespeakers.com. Armand, you got anything you want to plug?
0: Um, 40 Days coming very, 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 very soon. Sooner than you think. Um, that is the EP. Even if I lose the album, will be out before the end of the year. So we working.
1: Grunt.